0: Hey, Andy, Thank good you to have you on the show. Me. Yeah, how are you today? Thank
1: you, you very today? much for having me. Great to be here.
0: Cool. Everything all right over there? All good? Yes. Sun so is, sun is out. Good, yes. Cool. Perfect. So um, I'm super pumped to talk about some very sensitive topics today. We will talk about burnout. We'll talk about mental health. But first things first, can you maybe introduce yourself just in a few sentences who you are, what you do? Um, just give us a like, little introduction.
1: Sure. So my name is Andy Lavichka. I was born and raised in Switzerland. I'm 42 years old. From my last name, you can guess that I have an international background. My father was um, half Slovakian, half Hungarian. My mom's English. My wife is now Ukrainian. We have uh, nine-year-old twins. Um, so basically, they are the United Nations, more or less. <laughs> um, I'm a burner consultant, and I didn't study to be a burnout consultant but I had a burnout myself in 2016 and um, now I'm on a mission to help people avoid burning out mm. or to recover better quicker in a more sustainable way through my experience.
0: Got it, let's go into this, you started a burnout, can you tell me how that happened?
1: So I was um, working 100% as a fin- financial analyst in a large pharmaceutical company so this was a very competitive environment With a lot of tight deadlines, a lot of projects that we had to do. But still, my work-life balance was rather good. Then we had the twins, um, but still I wanted to do more. And then I was approached to um, be active in um, politics. Mm -hmm. So I was um, voted for to be on the local parliament here in the local town where I live. Then I suffered a back injury, so I had to stop playing football. But I still wanted to be involved in the sports club, so... I was asked to be on the board of the sports club. And then later on, I um, was the president of the sports club, mm-hmm. a rather, rather large sports club, which had at the time 19 different sports that uh, we offered and a thousand members. And then some outside influence is started to happen. Um, my father had a severe stroke. He remained paralyzed and um, four years later passed away. Um, As I mentioned before, my wife is Ukrainian and in 2014, the first Ukrainian war with Russia started. So there was a lot of things not going well, not going to plan. And then at work in this high competitive environment, I had a new manager. Mm -hmm. A new manager came on board and for some reason he didn't rate me, didn't appreciate me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And overnight I turned into a poor employee. Um, I must say the feeling was mutual. I didn't think he was a good manager. And all of a sudden, the the foundation that I had, that held everything together, which was also the base for for our lives, we just bought an apartment. I was uh, the only breadwinner at the time. Um, So this foundation that everything was built on started crumbling. And we specifically went to Malaga because from Malaga, you can do nice trips to Sevilla, to Cordoba, to Gibraltar.
0: Okay, so, so basically, the you, you went on vacation to, to get some rest, but what you experienced there is like total exhaustion and that you, as you said, couldn't get out of bed, right?
1: No interest to do anything, no energy at all. Um, obviously, this was building up first red flags, signs that I didn't want to see or choose chose
0: to ignore, then getting worse can we go into those you said like you, you saw the first signs what were the the symptoms in your case and uh what are just like general symptoms like when someone like starts you know is in the very beginning of of a burnout what are the typical symptoms
1: i'm a very good sleeper normally and suddenly i couldn't sleep well anymore because my brain could not process what what was going on so i was used to pressure and so on so i was always telling myself i can't sleep manage not wanting to do the things that you normally like to do?
0: I haven't suffered burnout, but I think I was also like pretty close to it at some point. And it's very interesting because like many of the things I experienced, uh, it was like about four years ago, um, are very similar. It was just like I had a nine to five. It's a regular job. I had my side business, gym performance. Um, We had like just had the baby. I just migrated to or, or immigrated to, to Brazil so everything was new to me I had like you know didn't know the language had to learn a lot and like just get used to the new culture and everything I tried to work out every single day and like I could just tell if I go on this way if I go on with this speed and like with this pressure and there's so many things going on I will eventually burn out. And I remember telling my fiance about it, saying, Man, I, I need to do something. And I had like those days at the weekend where it's just like, as you said, I just wanted to sleep, just sleep, nothing else, just sleep. So it, it's funny for the two of us, it was both like the sleep was affected uh, at first. What could be other signs? Like, because at this stage, it's probably already. Pretty deep into it, right? It means like something is probably terribly wrong. You can no longer sleep through. Something is off. Is there something like this earlier in in the stage where you can say, okay, now we need to be careful?
1: For me, it was uh, mood swings. Normally, I'm very calm and very patient. Um, But um, when the kids start to ask me stuff, I was getting annoyed. And then this was also something that I start to realize that's not something that I want. I didn't have kids to be annoyed of them. I wanted to participate in them growing up. So the, my mood was affected very, very much in the beginning, if you like, before having the sleep issues. Um, the sleep issues kicked in pretty early as well, but they got worse and worse. And uh, I had weeks where I didn't sleep and, or maybe only slept for three hours a night for, for two, three weeks in a row. I was so tired I couldn't sleep. That's crazy. Well, what's going where,
0: on when you when you actually want to sleep? You know you need rest. Where are you in in your mind? Like you can't was... switch off your brain.
1: Okay. The the self doubt kicked in and I was always asking myself why? What did I do wrong? Why do I get this treatment? And why can't I manage the things that I have to do? And again, it was like a vicious cycle going back and back back and forth to. Um, self-doubt, am I not good enough, um, mm-hmm. or is it really too much, or no, it can't be too much because others do something similar, and that was a big issue for me that I could not accept basically that I simply mm-hmm. couldn't manage.
0: So would so, you say like it was a pressure that you made yourself, they just like had very high expectations or was it ex- actually external factors that your, your wife or your your boss or whoever it is, like said, okay, you need to perform?
1: So it, it's, it was both. So first of all, I have high expectations of myself and when I do something, I want to do it very well, 100%. The problem is if you have too many things where you have to do 100%, every day has 24 hours. There's nothing you can change about that. But also the new manager had different ideas of what my job entailed. So I had my old view of what the job should be. I wanted to justify that because I always thought that as a financial analyst, you have to be very client-oriented. And the new manager said, no, no, projects are the thing that we need to do. And then there had, I had a conflict with that, trying to justify how I see the job and how he sees the job. And that was in itself a, a, comp, uh, a conflict as well. Mm-hmm.
0: What could you have done differently if you like look back at the entire journey? Mm-hmm. Where would be the point where you now, like with all the experience you have now, it's like, okay, this was like, you could have done something differently to avoid yes. this.
1: So the problem that I had is that I wasn't very aware of what I really want in life, and what my priorities are. Um, and then small things like not being able to say no. Whenever somebody asks mm. me something, I say, yes, typical, I will right? you. You do it. I will mm. help you. Mm. Well, it's, it's a it's a pattern that I see in many of my clients. Yeah. Um, so that was when I was recovering, working with a therapist, that um, we, we took a step back and said, okay, what do I really want to do? Today, I still want to be the president of a sports club. I still want to be involved Mm. in politics Mm. and in a million other things. But today, I have the knowledge that you can't do everything.
0: Super interesting because uh, that's exactly what I do with my journal. As you know, I I have my own uh, journal. And the reason why I journal every single day is I write down the goals I I have, like Mm -hmm. long term goals, but also daily goals. And I start my day with one of those daily goals because. Again, I want to be active rather than reactive like or proactive rather than reactive. I want to do something that I can be proud of and do something for me instead of just like replying to every email and replying to social media and everything. Then yes. I just say yes. Yes. say yes to work and I do stuff for other people rather than working on my goals. Right?
1: Yes. I think this is extremely important that you have your priorities. And and this is how I work these days, right? Before, when I start working, I open up my laptop, but I don't go to email. I take something from to, from my to do list. Normally, it's something that I I dread doing. To to get it out of the way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I start my day by getting myself a coffee, checking my emails, checking my messages. Awesome. Um, I think part of Interestingly, I have a, a client who not so much has burned out, but is procrastinating a lot. So with him, specifically, I work on productivity tools. Maybe you've heard of Eat the Frog or the Pomodoro Technique, stuff like that. And I apply it these days, every day, because it's very helpful for me. Mm -hmm. I have my to-do list, my overall goals, where I want to be in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then this is broken down to little steps. And every morning, I start my day with... Not only doing the things on my to-do list, but also planning my day and the next yep. couple of
0: yep. days. One hundred percent, depending it's, on how my <laughs> work schedule so is. Uh, exactly, doing? yeah, yeah, exactly what I do with with my mm-hmm. journal. Um, back then, did you have like such a morning routine already? No, no. I was just okay. functioning.
1: At the very end, I was getting up at six o'clock in the morning. Today, I also do sport in the morning, so I wake up and I go for a run, or I have a. A rowing machine downstairs in the cellar where awesome. I row for two and a half kilometers then I come up and have breakfast and while having breakfast I take my to-do list and look at what the day brings and how I can arrange myself but when I was burning out I had absolutely nothing like that yeah. my instinct was always open up emails even before I went to the office I did that at home um, and checked oh after this 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 okay I run there run there answer yeah. emails yeah. and then as you say I was not proactive, but reactive to yeah, everything. Reactive, just, just like, lonely. yeah. And at the end of the day, I felt completely exhausted, completely. I was very busy all day. But then I look at my to do list and realized that I didn't do anything really. Yeah. That yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. And that was also very frustrating and, again, gave me the feeling that I'm not really good enough. And obviously, then I had also conflicts with my manager because I wasn't doing the things that I yeah. was obviously just to do. So yeah. it was. Yeah a vicious cycle of me having to I have to do this this Uh this not Uh without Uh taking the time Uh and taking a step back
0: I think we're having like a huge uh, or actually two takeaways right here. And number one is don't start the day with checking your phone. So no notifications, no email, no social media, because this is exactly what happens. You're you're going to check. Number two, having a morning routine is, is key. And I have the same rule. Like the first hour of the day is for me. I go for a walk, I journal, I have my breakfast. And then I start with like what's on my uh, to-do list. And I think it's so, so important And. that. Uh, actually glad to hear that from you that you <laughs> can i ask you something and um, do do you wake up
1: rather early or how is how is that because that's something also that i changed from from when i was burning out now i go to bed rather early 10 10 15 but I also wake up at six o'clock because yeah. I want yeah. to do the sports and I want to have some time for myself. Yeah. Because at yeah. quarter to seven, I have to wake the kids, prepare them for school and so on. So then I don't have time for myself. So I also have to adjust my daily routine, bottom yeah. my daily schedule.
0: How I do it, I, I get up every day at the same time and it's super funny yesterday for example for some reason my mail alarm on my mobile phone was deactivated and I got up 10 minutes later than usual so mm-hmm. 10 past 6 I got up because like you know because I'm so in, in in the rhythm mm-hmm. my body's used to it yeah now I tried to get up earlier one hour earlier, even at five o'clock, right? Because then the day is longer, I can be more productive. But what I noticed, I'm just like more tired. And at the end of the day, I'm doing less work because like, yes, I have more hours, but I'm not as productive. So I like as pretty much as you, I sleep at 10, 10, yes. 15.
1: So when I was going 20. out, I was looking into a lot of these productivity hacks and you always have to find what is right for you because, yeah. uh, Six o'clock is okay, but I can't wake up earlier because as you, as you then say, I'm just tired. The same with um, having cold showers. Apparently it's very good for you, but I just can't. (laughs) So um,
0: I think there are many things out there that are very good tips, but you need to find out what is working. One percent, one percent. I'm not into like, oh, you have to, you know you you can sleep whenever you're dead. you know you hear this saying over and over yes. again, but I'm no, you need to sleep because if you don't sleep, then you won't be productive. And yes, there are people that are doing okay with like three or four hours of sleep for some days at least. Um, yes, I'm I, lot I, of them I need it
1: i'm I'm a big believer of um, that sleep is a recovery period and extremely important. And when you, Um, Tom Brady, you most probably know the the quarterback, uh, uh, he goes to bed 9.30 every evening and says he wants to have his nine hours sleep because for him to perform, okay, maybe it's a bit different because he plays professional sports, but a fraction of a second, he has to decide where to pass the ball. Mm -hmm. And that fraction is gained by having a regular and enough sleep.
0: It, it it affects me my entire life when when I have like a, a bad sleep at night. Um, what, what happens is I'm less productive. I, there's no energy in the gym nor in the office. I'm just like you know tired, um, and then uh, moody is another one, of course. So yes. yeah, sleep is super important. Um, underrated in in my opinion and then of course like when i'm in the gym and i work out i'm not strong not at all and i have like diverse cravings like i want sweets when when i when i don't sleep enough i want to eat junk food i want to eat like sweets so um (laughs) for me as a uh online fitness coach i know it's super super important to to sleep enough yeah. I, I want to come back to your story. When was actually the point in your entire journey when you said, okay, you're suf- suffering from a burnout. Was it just then when you actually went to the doctor or it, it seems to me you, your wife noticed that's okay, you need to Yes,
1: check yes. And a couple of months before we went on this holiday, I had, um, I woke up with um, a racing heart and I couldn't breathe. So I had like a, a type of a panic attack, I presume, And then in the middle of the night, I went to the hospital to check if if I'm having a heart attack or something. And then the doctor there checked me out and everything was okay with my heart. And that was the first time somebody asked me, do you feel stressed? Because this is obviously a a sign from your body that something is not okay. This was um, one of the first moments when I thought, okay, maybe something is off. Maybe I am too stressed. Maybe I can't manage. So. Yeah, but my mom's English and we had the, the poster at home, keep calm and carry on. So for me it was always a case of whatever comes I have to carry on.
0: You have to push through.
1: Which which is not very smart if if no. I if no. I may say there are ways to always be strong and carry on, but it has to be Manageable
0: in a in a mm. sustainable way. But but I mean it sounds so easy, but it's actually super difficult. And I had this like the other week when I it was Friday afternoon and, and I was just drained and I could tell, okay, I need to change something. Um I'm having probably too many things at the on the table right now and I need to slow down because otherwise yeah, this will happen. I'm just going to I be mean, stressed all the is, time.
1: When I go into presentations in companies about my burnout, there's two Topics that I address. One is the five stages of my burnout. And the other one is the reasons for my burnout. And there are three main reasons. One is the environment that I was that I was in. And too many things on my plate is the second. And the third one is my personality. Mm-hmm. Being a pleaser and not saying no and so on. So having too much on your plate is definitely a main contributor. Mm. And most of my clients have have issues with too many things on their mm. plate, which they can't manage anymore.
0: You just addressed like a personality. Can you go into that? Like what do you uh, mean by it depends on personality?
1: Yes. So my personality is prone to make everybody happy. Like I'm a pleaser and everybody who wants something from me normally gets what they want or what they used to get. And and the other thing is that I had to learn about my personality and for example, how I recharge my batteries and what is draining my batteries. I'm, I'm an introvert. And for me, I need, I recharge by being, having some quiet time, some me Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. but they didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And the problem is my wife is the complete opposite. So we were, we were once invited to a housewarming party. Um, there were about 30 people there and we were there, we spoke with many and it was interesting. We had a good time, but after a while I I said to her, okay, come on, let's go home. I had enough. And she just went, I didn't speak with everybody yet. We can't go. (laughs) And and after that, uh, maybe another hour. I said, "Okay, now let's really go." And then we left. And on the way to the car, she was completely energized, wanting to go to the cinema. And I just wanted to go home to sleep yeah. because being surrounded by many people is
0: energy yeah, draining yeah, for me. Same. You know, people think I'm very uh, an extrovert, but in reality, I'm not. Not at all. I also like try to avoid the crowd and like when there's like a, a lot of people and after a while i'm just like okay i need to have some me time <laughs> so you're uh, not too yes. different in this yes. regard you also need
1: to know that that you need to have some some alone time which is not necessarily given based on how you were brought up again in this in, in this job that i had you work always having to do presentations showing numbers trends charts so mm-hmm. i was always exposed to to different things that were energy draining mm-hmm. and I, I didn't have enough time or did not not know how to to know what I need to do to recharge.
0: Okay, N- now as you know this, you know how to recharge your batteries, like what do you do differently now? What are the actions that you that you take in order to prevent going uh, so, over the door again?
1: When I um, plan my week, as, I, as we discussed before, I specifically pencil in some time for myself. So for example, tomorrow afternoon, my client cancelled. Normally we meet at two o'clock in a restaurant, but I still will go to the restaurant and have lunch by myself, have something to read. And this is already very good if I can have like an hour for myself. Go a bit later, so there are not many people in the restaurant. So, and this is how I make sure that I recharge in bits and pieces on a regular basis okay well for example on the weekend I think there's some kind of an event where my wife wants to go to she will take the kids but I will not go no. No. and it, it was a discussion I obviously also had to have with my wife um, but she luckily she's very understanding and um, wants me to be well and also be fine for the kids and everything so that was an important discussion to have but this is how I try to prevent not not to have enough energy mm-hmm. in batteries mm-hmm. and recharge on a Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. that makes sense i can totally relate <laughs> totally relate and yes. sometimes even uh, i have one daughter and, and love her more than anything but sometimes it's like nice to have like a, a day, uh, like a evening for myself or when we were in brazil even a weekend it was just oh so good i <laughs> have just like yes. some me time yes yeah,
1: 100%. and the other thing that i like to do is i, I go running now and again i used to play football for 30 years but because of a back injury i had to stop and i I've been doing sports all my life, so I try to substitute um, football with something, and I like to go running in the forest. So we live close to to a nice forest, and this is then also what I consider time for myself. Mm-hmm. I have my music, and in the morning, it's I try not to think about too many things, just be in nature and and do my six k run, which um, I try to do two, three times a week. And that is also how I remain healthy in terms of having batteries that are charged.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. That brings us to the next question I wanted to ask here. Um, what role does sports and fitness have in in recovering from a burnout and then also obviously preventing
1: burnout? I think it's it has a very big role to play. Um, uh, for me, for, as I mentioned before, I played football for thirty years, um, not to a very high level, but I, I, I was very active training three times a week and having football games on the weekend. And when I had my back injury and I had to stop playing, I immediately noticed that something is missing and I need to do something else. Um, and it's not only the the sport or the exercise, it was also the social aspect mm-hmm. of being in a team. Mm-hmm. Having some drinks after training and so on is something that also fell away and, and was missing. and um, So that combination was, uh, I think, very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but also now I, I maintain a certain fitness level because I believe it's healthy. Mm-hmm. And I, when I feel healthy in terms of fitness, I feel that, that I can do more. Yeah. I'm more productive, I have more energy. Yeah. Um, and I think there's several studies that also point to that direction that yeah. with the release 100%. of endorphins and so on. Um, that um, exercise, as such, has a has a very big role to play in uh, mental health.
0: One percent, one percent. When you have a client that is burned out, do you just tell them, "Okay, you need to do sports"? How do you tackle um, that? <laughs> so unfortunately, not so not like that.
1: no. <laughs> I have um, various clients from various different fields, and. And as an example, one is a a, a female scientist who never did any sports and she's, I would say, not in the very best shape. Um, So when I said, do you do exercise? She said, no, no, I hate going for runs. Yoga is not for me and this is not for me. Um, So I think what is important is to have a balance which fits for you. Moving is something that I find generally important because if you have an office job and you sit or stand all day in front of a computer, I don't think that's good. So you need some mm-hmm. balance to that. Um, and then I try to take baby steps towards having people move more. Mm-hmm. And I just suggest them to go for walks because mm-hmm. if you didn't do any exercise at all,
0: that is already a good first yeah, step. 100%, 100%. And I think
1: again, being out in nature is, is generally helpful as well. So It really depends on the person in terms of what I suggest. I always suggest exercise, but sometimes it doesn't fit because the person never did exercise. And then I go baby steps with, go for walks at least, go out and and don't spend the entire day in front of your computer because movement as such, I think, is very important.
0: It's hugely important.
1: And also the reminder that another client used to do martial arts, but because he was so busy, he stopped doing it. And then he was wondering why why he was not feeling well, not fit. And of course, Mm. if you used to do sports, but not anymore Mm. now, it has an impact. And then then I really motivate the person to think something again.
0: I actually see that over and over again. When people have a full schedule, then they cut out sports first. And that's a problem because it will affect your productivity. It will affect your well-being. And... The funny thing is like when people come to me, ask for help, Martin, I want to have more energy. We start exercising and out of a sudden they have more energy again and they have like a better mood and they just feel much better at work and like have better relationships and all that. Yeah. And I can see that even walking can make a huge difference.
1: So you yeah. notice this in your clients as well when they Absolutely. come to you.
0: Absolutely. They lack and energy
1: then, and yeah, it's and, and
0: a positive impact. Yes? honestly. In the beginning, it's oftentimes, you know, my clients want to gain some muscle mass, lose some body weight. Um, But what they realize when they do sports is uh, that they feel much better, that they have more energy. And also, like at work, for example, something you don't think about. Like personally, how I do it, um, I start my day and my uh, gym time is usually then... Well, when my calendar allows it, but also when I feel drained or feel like I could really need a break right now. I feel like I'm not as focused anymore. I go Mm -hmm. to the gym and like my fiance can tell I'm a a super energized and just a, a, a new person when I come back. This
1: is why I try to do my sports in the morning, because when I wake up, I, I feel still a bit tired because six o'clock is an early time. But once I did my sports and after I took a shower, a warm shower, but still, then <laughs> that's when I, that's when I start to feel, okay, now I am back. I I have the energy. Where's my to-do list? Let's go. So I noticed that very much with me and I want to do my sports in the morning mm-hmm. to make sure I get it in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a a, a good advantage like when you do sports in the morning no matter how the day goes no matter like i don't know your boss asks you to work longer um whatever comes up you've already done the the workout so precisely this is
1: what i mentioned before i restructured my day to fit my needs and my priorities and one of my priorities is to be fit more or less fit maybe i'm not as fit as you but i played football for 30 years and I want to be able to go on runs which are longer than five kilometers. Mm -hmm. When I was 20, I did easily 12 kilometers, but now I'm happy with six. Um, Because I do it on a regular basis, I'm out. And I also changed the way I do exercise, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. the running. Because in the past, I always had a goal of running a certain distance in a certain time. Um, And for me this has fallen away for me it's more important to do something on a regular base yeah. because if I go running on a regular base I'll be fit enough to run a certain distance yeah. in a certain yeah. time and yeah. um, so I, I implemented a system that so that takes me to my potential goal mm-hmm. without having the goal last
0: mm-hmm. very interesting because I think if you already have a lot on your table and you're stressed out already and now you set yourself a goal I want to run the five kilometers in whatever time, and you cannot hit it, then it's more stress than it does any good. So you need to yes, be very yes. careful. That,
1: uh... my, well, I was working with a therapist in my recovery and she asked me, um, Andy, what is your happy child mode? What is a happy child mode? And that's just something that you do where you don't have any expectations for yourself. You just do it for the fun of it. Hmm. And I had to think about it and I didn't have anything like that. Everything I did had a goal, had a certain expectation. Hmm. Hmm. And as you mentioned, when you have just goals everywhere to reach you and you would not reach one, you feel depressed and down mm-hmm. and uh, it's counterproductive.
0: For, for me, working out um, is, is also kind of... Therapy, I would even say, because like I remember, whenever I would feel super angry or whenever whenever I'm stressed, I, I go to gym, get into the zone, um, and and I feel better afterwards. I'm not saying just everything is fine just because I went to the gym, but it helps me to to process whatever is going on. Plus, when I work out, or working out for me is is something that puts me in in control, and I, I think this is also why it helps like people with mental health. Fitness is something that you can do no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what's going on. Just by doing getting into a routine and doing something for your health, uh, apart from all the benefits we just like explained, like the 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 mood um, and and you feel better, more energized and everything, it's just like you're in control. and this gives even me kind of you know satisfaction. I'm just like inner peace, I would say. It's just this inner peace. I'm in control yes. that I don't have from maybe, you know, what's going on there with war, yes. what's going on, even like in my family. I cannot control everything. But what I do, like with my body, what I eat and like the sports I do, like I can control that. Right. Do you follow a specific diets? What, what do I think about healthy eating? Is it important? Has it an impact even?
1: I, I think it's important, and I notice that if I don't have a balanced diet or if I'm leaving out um, too much of something that I lack energy as well. I think it goes hand-in-hand hand with doing a workout. Um, I tried various things like um, no carbs and stuff like that. Um, but if I go running on a regular basis and do my, my rowing exercise and I don't eat carbs, I feel too tired. So I need a certain amount of carbs. We 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 reduced it, but I still need some. I noticed that. And I love pasta. Sounds good to me. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: But then also, if I don't have enough protein, I get hungry very quickly. I have these whole wheat crackers um, and uh, nuts, which are normally something that I eat in between, or fruit. I think nuts are important because they have a lot of important fats and because of my problems with the joints in my back and so on. I mm-hmm. think this is something
0: that that helps for sure.
1: It's fun- me functioning on a, on a regular basis. Um, and I noticed when I do my sports and I'm in a good state, I'm happy to eat healthy food. And when I'm in a bad mood, that's when I start yeah. to yeah. go to the fridge at 10 o'clock at night and get some Nutella and some
0: bread. Yeah. Yeah. That's a the strategy um, I used when I would live in Brazil, because in, in Brazil, we would have every almost every weekend like this family event. And at those events, there's like a lot of food, basically. a lot of sweets, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. cakes and just like, yeah, too much. Much really, so um, in the beginning, I was just totally overwhelmed, and I would go there and would be kind of lost, kind of bored, even because like I couldn't speak the language, and I just would eat like I would binge, binge eat just like way too much. And over time, I said, Okay, whenever I go to such a family event, I go to the gym first, and exactly what he said like, I went to the gym, went afterwards to the event, I still felt not very comfortable, but because I felt good about myself, I did some sports, I, I wouldn't binge. So yes. yeah, super easy strategy actually, but it works. It goes on. hand in hand,
1: yes. And and what helps me as well is we try not... I do the shopping on, on a weekly basis, and I try not to buy unhealthy stuff. Mm-hmm. So now for Easter, we had some chocolate eggs, but not too much. Again, Nutella, I buy it maybe once mm-hmm. a month. Um, no coke in the house and stuff like that because it, it basically i believe food, food and nutrition is, is so important as a base um which goes hand in hand with fitness and mental health Yeah, absolutely um,
0: let, almost, let me ask you when you now have a look at all your clients how would you describe their diets can you see like a pattern that they also like when they're burnt out that they you know eat whatever yes. or yeah
1: yes yes um the, the problem with burnout is that you get into a phase that you don't care much. Normally, then my clients don't, it's a strong word, they don't take care of themselves, but it goes in that direction that yeah. they are not um, well taken care of, yeah. the hair is maybe not done so well like it could be. And, and this is something that you notice generally, that they don't take care of themselves so much. And part of that, obviously, is also um, nutrition. A lot have... The sleeping issue. So they sleep in in the morning, go to bed late at night. So then nutrition intake is also completely screwed up. So getting a structure in mm-hmm. is something that I always work on. And then have certain meals because I, I had also a guy who said, No, I want to try interval fasting. Okay, but if you don't have some food in the morning, of course you won't have energy until mm-hmm. some later in the day maybe later on if you get used to it but don't start with this when you're in this state mm-hmm.
0: uh, I find it super interesting because we do actually different things you're more into mental health burnout I'm more like uh, exercise fitness but uh, many things that we teach are actually exactly the same like having a routine having structure in your life uh, morning routine journaling having you know, a goal um, also making sure that you have some time for your uh, for yourself just some, um, uh, yeah, me time, really. Um, so, yeah, I, f- I found this super interesting, actually. Well,
1: can... and, and it really depends on the client. I mean, for my wife, the, the Corona um, lockdown was a big issue because she's in a very outgoing person. So we, we try to arrange Zoom coffees with all her friends so that there's more interactions and so on. So I think it's very important that every client is different but as you say, the base is is more or less the same. And again, I didn't train to be a burnout consultant, but based on my experience, my personal experience, and my experience with the clients, there is a thread which goes along
0: as a base for everybody to to stick to 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 mm-hmm. be healthy. Mm-hmm. I think we both agree that sports and. Diet makes has a huge impact on how you feel. And my question is now, actually the entire uh, discussion here. Um, do you think sports and fitness can prevent burnout? I think it can contribute to
1: people not burning out. Um, I'm not sure if the only thi- that's the only thing that will prevent it. No. If other things are going on too much, if you have too much on your plate, if you have a, a toxic work environment... Um, it can it can definitely help you from not burning out or not burning out so badly. It would be nice if it could prevent it completely. I'm not sure, to be
0: honest. <laughs> yeah, I think neither am I. Neither Someone who's into exercising, this can also be an, an addiction, right? And mm-hmm. if you overdo it with exercise, it can go the other way, then it's no longer healthy. But it actually can actually contribute to burnout. So. Well, and and I
1: had the issue when I had to stop playing football, and I was trying different things. I, I immediately thought, yes, I just go running on a regular basis. But then I didn't realize that I, I'm of a certain age, and I shouldn't be quickly doing without stretching 12k. Mm. And then I had the muscle issue, a uh, hardened muscle in my calf. So mm. it, I think it's extremely important that you tune how much you do and what. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Yeah, if I have someone um who is let's say is self-employed, I have like a lot of clients who are self-employed, so they have quite a high stress level, they wanna start doing sports, and um, they say, Okay, I could probably do five times a week or even six times a week and I say, slow down, let's start like with three workout sessions per week. And if you show me that you can do it and that you have like, you know, that you feel okay with that, um, then we can Uh, increase that and scale it up instead of just going from zero to six times a week. It um, can backfire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes, I I agree it can backfire. And if you're then injured you can be frustrated and lose your fitness even more. So it potentially can as I said bit backfire.
0: So I think I think it definitely can help to prevent burnout. um, but it's probably not just like this one factor like again there's like different factors that play a role and you really need to make sure that have all the aspects in check, right? So not just Yes. Diet.
1: And, and, and as we discussed, if you have a, your routine that fits for you, maybe not the morning routine, but the evening routine or whatever, mm. if you're comfortable with it, I think this is already a very good base to prevent burnout. If you then can exercise on a regular basis as well, mm. I think it, it can help a lot. Um, to, to prevent burning out or to burn out in a bad way before realizing it,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I found this study here and, and uh, let me quickly read the results of the study that goes into the topic. It says, exercise has potential to be an active burnout intervention. Then the study also encourages companies to give access to regular exercise programs to their employees. What do you think about the statement? Do you agree that like... I think it's very helpful. Um, but the company where
1: I burned out we had a fitness studio on campus and the sports club that was also part of the company basically Mm. where I played football for the last 15 years old so it had a lot of of these um, study findings in place but first of all the employees have to use it I have I have former colleagues who burned out in the same company who knew there was a gym they might Mm. even have gym membership but if they feel too busy to go to the gym, then it's it's a very well-meant yeah. initiative from the company, but there has to be the encouragement, okay, no, take proper breaks, go for lunch properly, go for your exercise, here's what mm-hmm. we provide. Mm-hmm. I think companies can do more in general, but if they provide... Facilities, training facilities, um, I think it is very, very beneficial, Mm -hmm. but the employees then have to use it as well.
0: Two questions. Um, Who is responsible for burnout? Is it the employer?
1: I get this question a lot. Um, I think that's why when I say the three reasons why I burned out is there's my personality, but also there's the environment. And I was in this environment before this manager came and I was fine so he definitely played a role mm. but i still think it would be too easy for me to say that i i'm not at fault at all
0: yeah yeah
1: and if you if you think of it i don't want to burn out again so i mm. had to take a long hard look into the mirror as well to see where can i tweak stuff that i do or how I am to avoid burning out in no. the future.
0: I have this motto I live by and say so, like, I am responsible for, for my life and my actions. And so yes. like, whatever happens, like, I think, and and I don't want to uh, attack you here, but I think you had a choice. You could have quit, yes. you could have changed career, whatever. Yes. So, absolutely, um, nobody nobody yeah. forced me to stay there, hmm. but because of my personality,
1: I was afraid of change. Hmm. And I had the income that provided the base for our life. life. So I was very reluctant to change, and I thought about it, and I was too, too paralyzed to actually take action. Mm-hmm. And I like the quote that you said, because the point where I started to feel better was when I started to take responsibility for my life. I stopped blaming others. Even though they play the role, nobody forces me to be around them. I took action and once I start, said to myself, no, I don't want to sit at the dinner table and complain about my boss. This, I'm done with that. I'm in charge. Let's go. And from that moment, I started to feel better. I started to... Had The therapy that I was doing was having a bigger impact. And from that mm-hmm. moment on, when I said, I'm in charge of my life, that's when I got better. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this is something something I, I do uh, fairly often. And I have to give my, my clients even some tough laugh when I say, when I complain about, okay, working overtime or something that's not mm-hmm. going well. And like, okay, why are you still there? It's like that the fourth week you're telling me you're, you're t- you don't like the job and you're stressing you out and you cannot go to the gym. Yes. Yes. Why don't you change it? It's your responsibility, really.
1: I think I mentioned earlier that one of the first things that I did with my therapist is take a step back and what are my priorities? I didn't I didn't have kids to be annoyed yep. with the kids. What do I want in life? And then yes, you have to have some take some hard choices. Yep. I left my big fancy corporate job, yep. and we had to discuss with my wife what kind of a life standard do we want mm-hmm. and how much money do we have to mm-hmm. earn? You mm-hmm. can't be naive and say okay, I want to become a painter, but if you're a shit painter, that you won't earn any money. Yeah. You have to be realistic, realistic. And, yeah. and not naive about that fact that there, we live in Switzerland or, or wherever you live. You need to generate an income, but you decide how much income you, you generate by deciding what kind of a life standard you want. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think as you said, everybody's responsible for their own life. Actually, you can't see, this is the quote I have on my wall.
0: Uh-huh. What's in there? I cannot really read it.
1: Change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change we seek. This is basically my life motto now. We are all individually responsible for our own lives. Um, Nobody else can screw us up or should be able to screw us up. Um, Unfortunately, it happened. It happened to me. And as you say, I hold my hand up. I wasn't brave enough to change. But I also didn't know what I want to change to. Yeah. Um, so I think it, this is a very, very important point. No. Um, no. When you ask the question, who's at fault at burnout? It's yes, me, the environment that you can contribute, but yeah. you're the one responsible.
0: You're the one, yeah, taking full responsibility and, and do something, change what you don't like. It's actually that simple, is it? Yes. <laughs> what could still a question about the uh, like, corporate world What could the employer do to prevent burnout? Let's say um, you're in a company and and there's this one guy who's constantly stressed out and maybe the coworkers, they notice, Mm -hmm. what could they do?
1: Well, It's very difficult um, because my experience is that a lot of managers are being promoted because of their performance, Mm -hmm. not necessarily because of their manager skills Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. people skills they have. So, so-called soft skills. So it really depends on the manager to allocate the work to his team according to the skills and the capabilities. Some people will be able to work more and they're happy to work more, but some, be it because they have some crisis in privately or not the appropriate set. then you need to approach um, maybe uh, um, a training that he needs or she needs. So the manager really has to be able to look at his team, how to allocate the work um, load accordingly that his people don't, work, don't burn out. And I think this would be the absolute key to give them also the person the time to recover and maybe retrain. Yeah. Or it, I think it's extremely important that people should know it's okay to not manage everything. And once you can't manage everything, there are ways to manage what you need to
0: manage. and It, that's it, it, where makes, it makes total sense to me. Uh, I just think it's probably in, in some cases, especially when someone works commission-based, for example, again, you're getting paid by your performance. and no, yeah. this... it, it, is a, it is a very big issue. I mean, where I worked, my manager didn't care about his team.
1: He just needed, we needed to hit our budgets and that's what he cared mm. about. Mm. Hmm? If somebody was dying, so what? When I was working there, my my grandmother passed away. He didn't say anything to me. He didn't say, take your time, take a day off, when's the funeral? Nothing. He said, where's my Money
0: mindset. uh,
1: So it is a big issue. So the the corporate world also has to have some kind of empathy and humanity towards towards the employees, which, again, naive is not easy. When I... uh, Address the issue, when my therapist asked me what environment I want to be in, or what a, man, a good manager should bring, I said humanity. And then she looked me in the eye and said, "Listen, I'm sorry, Andy. You work for the wrong company. I have five other clients from <laughs> from that company. They don't give a shit. Humanity is not something that they care about. So yeah, this just, is just a money. number, basically.
0: Yeah, probably was a good move to change and quit, right?
1: I mean, I feel much better. <laughs> really feel much better in the sense that." I don't have this weird fake pressure of having to deliver some numbers w- where I exactly know that if I would not have provided this number, nobody would have died. Mm-hmm. So it was really uh, artificial pressure that people put me under.
0: Oh, let's make a, a statement here. Like, I assume, I, I don't know, I assume mm-hmm. back in your corporate job, salary money-wise was better, right? For I the assume- moment,
1: yes. Yes,
0: as, as of now. Um, but you still feel better, healthier yes. Um in general now,
1: right? 100%. So what me and my wife discussed is what do we as a family have to earn? Because of the life standard that we defined, we managed to s- split this up and we are both much, much better. She also used
0: to work mm-hmm. for the same I'm I'm percent convinced that like if you if you do what you love, if you have this passion and if you're an enthusiastic person, money will follow. I'm one hundred percent convinced by that. So uh, just wait and you will like
1: Well, this is why uh, I said yes. Currently, yet, uh, yes, I earn much less than what I did, but I'm I'm getting closer and closer by okay. doing what I really am passionate about uh, and and I'm working on a topic close to my heart
0: and yeah and you can enjoy the journey so um (laughs) 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 awesome awesome one last question if we have someone who is close to burnout maybe um you know or or they have been in the past or maybe right now maybe in the future what are three tips that you would give them if someone comes to you i'm i'm no close to burnout what what can i do three tips I think
1: extremely important is that you stop believing that there's no way out, that you take a step back and look at the situation and say, okay, is this what I really want? What are my priorities? What are my goals in life? I think this is very important and was the key for me that I realized, okay, I don't want to be number crunching all the time. I want to work with people, help them, and so on. So I think this is very important to know your own priorities. Mm -hmm. The second one goes hand in hand with that is that you know yourself extremely well. Like I mentioned before, I'm an introvert. I now know based on that what I need to maintain energy levels to um, guarantee performance. I think this is very important as well. And then the third one, I would say, make sure that you're happy and not everything is tied to a goal and you're constantly running after something make sure that you have downtime with your family um, a good balance i would say
0: mm-hmm. okay so um, downtime we have know yourself and then know what you want out of life so pretty much it and and again here are the parallels between uh, like a, a burnout client and the fitness client the first thing i ask my clients okay why do you want to actually achieve this goal why is it so important to you and then i quickly realized it's either just like they they want to look cool and i already know this is not going to work out because like not not at all but if they have you know maybe like a uh there's like a story of, of illness in, the, in their, their family um, or you know that their father passed away because of a certain illness and now they want to prevent that or you know they want to be good role models for their kids and it's much stronger why and now okay yeah he or she yes. will succeed it's like very important super valuable insights Thanks for that, Sandy. Cool. We are now um 17 minutes in minus probably 15 minutes when we had like technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one last thing: where can people find you when they want to uh, find out more about you? I have a YouTube channel, um,
1: and I'm very active on LinkedIn, and I have a homepage, um, where I um, post a, a weekly or biweekly blog um my story is there as well where you can find me there's some links to some helpful websites as well so um yeah this is how to find me and uh, my email address would be simply andy with
0: cool check it out guys share some love <laughs> <Or Andy>. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. uh, like one, one question that comes to mind very spontaneously what are your plans now for the next few years where where are you going to go with this so I, I'm
1: actually meeting next week uh, a colleague of mine who's a coach and also a um, he teaches grown-ups. And I want to have um, programs in place where people can find out what their priorities are mm-hmm. and what they actually want in life. So some tools that I learned along the way I think are very valuable and not enough people have that knowledge or that exposure. So I, I would like to have some training training um, Trainings in place, mm-hmm. maybe for half mm-hmm. a day or online or something and, like that, yeah. to to reach a wider audience. Because my experience is that the things that I teach or the things that I consult people with is not rocket science, but it's stuff that I that I didn't have before. I burned out, and I believe
0: if I would have had these tools, I would not have burned mm-hmm. out. Anymore. Include me when when you're there when when you uh, go about it, because like I have I have this journal that I use myself. And it literally changed my life i have some clients that use the journal they love it and i can tell when someone uses the journal they will get better fitness results okay now um when i reach out to random people and i did that i did like two weeks just reaching out random people said okay look i have this journal um you might be interested because it's so powerful and it was mind-boggling to me how many people would just say no not interested Yes. I could imagine, man, it will change your life. It changed my life. Such a good tool. So easy. Only need to do five minutes of writing every day. And just not interested. Yes.
1: I'm always very surprised when I talk about, with my clients, how do you structure your day? Most people don't know how to do a simple to-do list. Mm. And that's what I, when I, what, what I say when I mean, it's not rocket science. But in fact, right. it's not being taught so people don't know it. I always was against journaling and I'm actually currently fighting with the client because I suggest that to her mm. because she's angry with her boss to get it out of her system, write it down, makes you sleep better, makes you be yeah. calmer. Yeah. You can yeah. read afterwards what you have written, and then you can better process it. Uh, yeah, as, as you say, for me, journaling or writing things down is extremely powerful. Absolutely. It is.
0: For, for me, like, I don't know. It, it's just weird to me that why some people are not interested in, in self-development. For me, it's like everything. And I want to learn. I want to get better and improve myself. And others are just not... I don't know, kind of as if they're already in the top. I don't know. I think that's actually another topic. Um, I just wanted to share that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we can wrap up the episode here. Do you have anything that you want to share before we end?
1: Well, just thank you very much for having me. I think it's an extremely important topic um, and exercise can help a lot um, in terms of people not burning out, preventing it or recovering. So good job to you as
0: well. And thank you very much for having me and highlighting the issue. Thanks a lot, Andy. It was like a lot of insights and very, very valuable. Thanks again. Um, At this point, a quick shout out here to Daniel Jurkin. I'm not sure how I I pronounced the name. He was like live here all the time. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like uh, he was the one who said, oh, it's actually Andy who was lagging. (laughs) Um, He he said he's actually in the gym right now uh, and and he is listening to our live here while he's working out. So super cool. Now, With that being said, um, Andy, I would uh, be happy to have you another time. Let's say maybe half a year or so from now. would be cool to have you back. Um, I will hit you up. For everyone who tuned in, thank you very much. Uh, Andy, thanks for your time and I would say until next time.
1: Thank you very much, Martin. Take care.
0: That was it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you got some value out of this episode. If you still have questions, please feel free to send me an email at martin at gymperformance.ch or reach out to me through social media. I will certainly read your questions and will personally get back to you with an answer. Also, if you like this episode and want to do me a favor, please take the print screen, upload it on your Instagram story and tag me at gymperformance so I can repost. This obviously helps spreading the birds. I appreciate your support. Now, thanks for tuning in and see you next time.